Newsweekly is an ad-free, listener-supported podcast made possible by teammates like Anthony Carter, Fiona Katoskis, James Brand, Emma Matthews, David Bodel, Robert Mitchell, Benjamin Law, Monica Byrne, Simon Coates, and hopefully you. Just go to patreon.com slash Shah. that's S-A-M-I-S-H-A-H, to support the podcast. Top stories of the week, G20 assemble. Also, Trump makes America irate again. All that and more on News Weekly. Hello, I'm Sammy Shah and welcome to News Weekly, where we punch the news in the headlines weekly. Putting the OMG in G20 news now. It's that time of year when the 20th son of a 20th son holds aloft a gem stolen from the heart of a vanquished summit and calls out the enchanted words, G20, assemble! And from the 19 corners of the globe, each leader holds aloft a unique gem of their own and declares their special ability. Earth, air, fire, water, coal, oil, sand, mud, clouds, smog, public toilets, highways, spicy food, that annoying thing that happens when a single hair gets caught in your tongue and you can't get out, you make that weird hacking sounds while using your finger. Balloons, your ex's Netflix password, burnt toast. H- how many is that now? Is, is that 17? Okay, okay, just two more. Uh, quick, quicksand, and uh, oh, oh yeah, and the most useless one, heart. With their powers combined, they are a summit of world leaders getting together in Indonesia to discuss trade and avoid getting Bali belly. It's G20 time. This was Prime Minister Anthony Albanese's first G20 summit, and he spent most of it making new friends and reminding everyone he still isn't Scott Morrison, something French President Emmanuel Macron is still grateful for. Prime Minister and the French President firm friends after their Parisian rapprochements in July. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Prime Minister. Mr. Albanese hoping the $90 billion French submarine dispute is behind them. But like every hacky stand-up comic who hasn't updated their material since the May federal election, Election, Macron is still talking about Morrison. Re-entering into a nuclear confrontation, making himself completely dependent by acquiring a submarine fleet that Australia is incapable of producing and maintaining in-house. It turns out there's two things the French do well. Putting a lot of butter in their food and not getting over things. Albanese also met the UK's Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, an inspiration to insanely rich Indians everywhere, and India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi, an inspiration to insane Indians everywhere. The Prime Minister plans three meetings next year with India's Narendra Modi. It's not yet clear whether any of those meetings will involve telling Modi to stop pushing a fascist brand of Hindu ideology that is seeing increased persecution of non-Hindu minorities in India and the normalisation of violent extremism, but one hopes it'll come up. 
But all of that was just idle chit-chat, with the real meeting being the one taking place between Anthony Albanese and China's most humorless Winnie the Pooh impersonator, Xi Jinping. Importantly, the Chinese leader offered a changed tone towards Australia, saying the relationship needs to be cherished and praising Anthony Albanese for his mature approach. Well, I, I try to act in a mature way in all of our international relations. We need to uh, not try to uh, score domestic political points through our international relations. Said Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, sounding a lot like he's scoring domestic political points in international relations. He also went on to say he's really mature, super mature, way more mature than you are. The real progress here, of course, isn't just that the two leaders got to become friends on Weibo, but Australia gets to unlock billions of dollars in stalled exports to China and perhaps even recover two Australian citizens being arbitrarily detained there. Luckily, Australia's position on all this was put forward by the great communicator, Albanese. Australia's position is very clear. I, I put the position clearly, uh, firmly, uh, but politely. And uh, that is uh, what I intended to do, and that's what I did. You know, not every press conference needs to be held. Albanese's conversation with Xi Jinping went a lot better than Instagram influencer-turned-Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's, who is an inspiration to white people who want to look like Indians everywhere. A heated exchange between Chinese President Xi Jinping and Trudeau, where the Chinese leader accuses the Prime Minister of leaking the details of a previous conversation to the media. Justin Trudeau didn't actually leak anything. He just gave a press conference after a closed-door meeting with Xi Jinping, which Xi Jinping understood as a leak because that's what he thinks talking to a free press is. That wasn't the only conflict in the G20. Russia, which is also part of the summit, got so excited about being invited, is believed to have fired a celebratory missile into Poland. G20 leaders have held an emergency meeting after an explosion in Poland, which Ukraine is blaming on Russian missiles. The G20 leaders rushed to condemn the missile attack, with US President Joe Biden being offended more by the timing of it than anything else. The moment when the world had come together at the G20 to urge de-escalation, Russia continues to uh, has chosen to escalate in Ukraine while we're meeting. It sounds like he wished Russia at least waited until the meeting was over. The agenda's really packed. We got lunch and a wellness conference, then a small talk over whatever the hell Elon Musk is doing, and then dinner. Like, slow it down, Russia. Well, it all turned out to be okay, with the latest news being that the missile was most probably not actually fired by Russia. US President Joe Biden was asked if he believed the missile had been fired from Russia. There is preliminary information that contests that. I don't want to say that till we completely investigate. It's unlikely in the minds of the trajectory that it was fired from Russia, but we'll, we'll see. So there we go, nothing to worry about. Russia is innocent. Other than the massive barrage of missiles it did send to Ukraine. The blast in Poland came on the same day Ukraine says it faced its heaviest wave of missile strikes from Russia in nearly nine months of war. There were attacks across the country, 
Most of Ukraine's major cities were hit, causing widespread electricity outages. And thus, the G20 summit drew to a close. But no rest was allowed to our weary heroes as the conch of freedom was blown into and its resounding call summoned 21 countries to Thailand for the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit, or APEC. There, the weary world leaders got together again just in time to condemn yet another missile-related problem. Not Russia this time, but North Korea, which periodically fires off missiles to remind everyone it's still around. An international pariah continuing down a dangerous path. North Korea firing another long-range ballistic missile just as Asia-Pacific leaders meet in Thailand. This missile launch was condemned by US Vice President Kamala Harris, who would have to launch a missile of her own just to remind people she's still around. We again call for North Korea to stop further unlawful destabilizing acts. Meanwhile, at APEC, China continued to make everyone uncomfortable. One of the big players in the room, China, continuing its diplomatic campaign. Japan's Prime Minister meeting face-to-face -face with Xi Jinping for the first time in three years. I express my serious concerns about the situation in the East China Sea, including the Senkaku Islands and military activities such as China's ballistic missile launches. The fuck is up with all these missiles? Were death by pandemic and climate change not enough? Now we all have to worry about missiles from North Korea, missiles from China, and Russian missiles that just magically appear from nowhere? Anthony Albanese is expected to return after the summit in Thailand ends, having finally collected enough air miles to access the Qantas lounge. One shall stand and one shall fall, news now. Former US President Donald Trump has taken time out of being investigated for taking classified documents to his Florida estate after leaving office, being investigated for several acts of fraud through his family company Trump Organization, being investigated in his alleged role in the attack on the US Capitol on 6 January 2021, and being investigated for alleged attempts at forcing results from the 2020 presidential election to be overturned in the state of Georgia to announce that he's going to be running for president again. I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. The speech was so classic Trump, it could have been written by an algorithmic Trump speech generator. It had a dystopian America only he could rescue. Because this is not just a campaign. This is a quest to save our country. Talking about saving our country. He made up things about how amazing he was in office. Everybody was thriving like never before. Made fun of his opponent. Now we have a president who falls asleep at global conferences. And complained about being the most wrongfully persecuted person since the Romans strung up some innocent Jewish guy that one time. And I'm a victim, I will tell you. I'm a victim. By the way, if you think that's a low-energy announcement, you're not wrong. This was Trump announcing his presidential run in 2016. I am officially running for president of the United States, and we are going to make our country great again. Then here he is announcing a re-election bid in 2020. And that is why tonight I stand before you to officially launch my campaign for a second term as president of the United States. And finally, here's the most recent one from a few days ago. Again. I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. 
To be fair, Trump is now 76 years old and he's fighting Biden who is 79 years old. Wasn't this basically the plot of the first Highlander movie? Just two ancient guys trying to kill each other? There can be only one. That's a great fucking reference and if you didn't get it, you had a shit childhood. Oh God, kill me now news now. Remember COVID? You know, COVID? COVID-19? Virus came out of China, locked us all down for two horrific years. Now we all pretend like it didn't happen and even if it did happen, it's totally gone away. Yeah, COVID. See, I, I knew you'd remember. Well, that's back again. The new COVID wave has arrived and while most government mandates are gone, masks are reappearing on major cruise liners and in New South Wales at least are again mandatory in all areas of hospitals and health clinics. Authorities guesstimate we're midway through this wave. And if that's not enough to trigger some hardcore flashbacks, a cruise ship docked in New South Wales this week with people on board infected with COVID. The majestic princess docked in Sydney at dawn the end of a long COVID-riddled journey for some. Almost a third of its 3,000 passengers were COVID-positive by the end of the cruise. The operator Carnival said strict and robust measures were put in place to limit further infection, and the ship would be thoroughly cleaned before departure. Okay, for starters, can everyone stop going on cruises? They're horrific without the COVID even. You're trapped on a floating fart palace where you drift from port to port, leaving an environmental disaster in your wake. Every performer, every comedian who does the cruise ship gigs comes back with gastro so bad they need hospitalization. I know this for a fact. And really? A cruise ship full of COVID docks in New South Wales at the start of a rise in cases? What is this? 2020? Again? Please, please God, don't let this be 2020 again. I can't handle another 2020. And that's it for this week's edition of News Weekly. Hey, I just want to take a moment to thank everyone. This is the 50th episode of this ridiculous and stupid podcast. Um... I started News Weekly about, you know, I guess, what, 50-something episodes ago because I used to write a new satire pa- uh, article for this Saturday paper called The Gadfly. Um, and before that, I've written a new satire in lots of different places for The Chaser, for, you know, Irrational Fear. I've been a guest there a few times. Um, and, and I've, you know, in, in Pakistan, way back in the day, um, when I was a young wee lad with hope in my eyes, I used to do a news satire TV show called News Weekly. And uh, after a long time of doing this for other people, I thought, you know what? Why not just do this for myself? Why not just do this the way I want to do it? And what I wanted to do was a small weekly 15-minute roundup of the news headlines where I get to do the dumb dick jokes that I do, make the stupid observations that I do, and uh, put it out there. And if anyone likes it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. When when News Weekly started 50 episodes ago now, I had, I think, 60 listeners. And I was very excited. I, I couldn't believe I had 60 listeners to the podcast um, I think at last count, we have over 2,500 listeners, some of them from random parts of the world. We've got listeners in America, we've got listeners in England, we've got listeners in Pakistan, we've got listeners in Japan, in in, in Berlin, um, and of course, we've got all of you here right here in Australia. Um, I would love to hear from you. 
If you like this podcast, send me an email. If you don't like this podcast, but you keep listening to it, tell me why. Tell me what's wrong in your life, what's happening with you. But, you know, what would you like more of? What would you like me to do in News Weekly? I kind of feel like I'm putting this out there alone by myself, but I know you're listening to it. I just want to know what you want more of from it, what you don't like about it, what you'd like me to change, what you'd like me to different. I might not pay attention to any of that. It is my podcast at the end of the day, but I like being in touch with the people who are listening. If you want to support the podcast, please head over to the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Sammy Shah. That's S-A-M-I-S-H-A-H. If you followed me on Twitter, now that that's completely falling apart and collapsing, you can head over to my Instagram page. That's instagram.com slash S-A-M-I-S-H-A-H dot com. Or just go to my website, thesamishah.com. Look, this you'll find me. Don't worry about it. You're listening to this. I don't know why I'm forcing you to find me in other places. Um, honestly, Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Every now and then I go out there and I'll do a gig or I'll do a conference or I'll do some event and there'll be a person who'll come up and go, I love News Weekly. And I put a lot of stuff out there. You know, I do a stuff for the ABC now and then. I do, oh, you know, a series for Audible or things like that. And the only thing that really genuinely thrills me when people acknowledge that they listen to it is News Weekly. Because it's the thing that's mine. And I feel like it's the thing that's yours because you also get to share in this small, ridiculous podcast I have going. Uh, so thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. Uh, News Weekly will be back next week with further episodes. I'm going to try lining up a few more News Weekly editorial editions now that I'm back. Uh, but otherwise, stick around for more episodes of News Weekly where we punch the news in the headlines. Thank you.